What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Thrones, and I am your king in the West, King Dino Red, and I have with me my ride or die, my right hand, as always, Lord Latone Hard. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Lord Latone, the Black Baratheon. They don't let me in Storm's End, but I do come through the back. <laughs> We're back. We're ready to do it. Westeros. So you say you entered the back door? Exactly. <laughs> I'll come through the back <laughs> that's what she said I compliance i need compliance <laughs> oh man so there's a lot a lot of talk a lot of chitter chatter about this episode this episode was interesting season mm-hmm. six episode eight titled no one mm-hmm. and off the bat i want to say that no one was a good episode for the internet because no one kind of blew up a lot of internet theories. Yes. A whole episode. I think it was kind of funny. I'm not even so sure that HBO didn't put those rumors out there so that it would have this effect. <laughs> I told you guys last show that it was just, it was none of that. It was just what it seemed. It was just Aria. It wasn't Bravosi, Bravosi Fight Club and, it wasn't that Arya had a doppelganger or Arya took somebody's face or somebody took Arya's face and somebody was impersonating Arya because she's right left-handed, but this person was right-handed. I told you it was just Arya. Well, what I think <laughs> is that the show has gone far away from Martin's writing. Martin's a brilliant writer. The show writers suck because there's a whole bunch of inconsistencies with Arya's storyline. Why was she walking around it? If she was hiding one night and the next day, why is she walking around like stupid crap like that? Uh, Robert got stabbed by a boar. Nobody could help him. And he was the king. She got stabbed in the stomach, jumped in a dirty river and a lady at a theater could help her get the. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree that they have uh, that they got sloppy. They yeah. They they definitely got sloppy with this with this storyline. And, and there's been some little instances here and there. Um that where they have gotten a little sloppy and they need to tighten it back up. I don't, I'm not going to be too hard on them because they have a long track record of being pretty tight. Um, even though they are now off book, I don't think that that's the reason for that's, it. That's the problem. That is the, that is the only reason. I mean, if you've ever read George R. R. Martin's books, 
he's on a different level when it comes to dialogue and plot and twist. They can't match him. They can't. Well, I mean, there's two different mediums, so it's not really fair to compare, you know, it's as apples to oranges. That's that's the first thing. Yeah. So. Martin wrote those books because he wrote for TV for 20 years. He wrote those books so that they would almost be too difficult for TV. And that's why the first three or four seasons, it was like almost every other week. People were like, oh, my what? Oh, my Because he wrote them so that it would upset like the normal TV viewer. Now we're kind of seeing some. Some formulaic stuff. And I, I mean, I don't know. We'll get into the show. We're seeing some really cliche stuff now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's part of it. Part of it, like I said, is, and then part of it is that everything's winding down and, you know, so they're trying to, they're trying to tie they're some stuff up. To, they're just trying to get to the end. Yeah. 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 Cause, um, there, there's a little bit of, uh, dissension in the camp, you know. The, the producers known as affectionately known as the double D's around the, uh, the yeah. Game of Thrones cir- circle. Dave and Dan. Right. They, they, they kind of want to wrap it up. They want to wrap it up. And HBO is like, this could go on for 10 years if we wanted it to, you know? <laughs> and the problem is they fell out with, with Martin. So now he's not, like, it's his child and uh, now he's not even a part of it. Mm-hmm. They, they had a, they fell out really bad. But, you know, we digress. Let's go into episode eight. Let's go. And we open the show with Lady Crane, who definitely makes Cersei seem sympathetic. You know, with her little scene with Joffrey and all. And I think that's because Arya gave her that insight. Yep. And did a really good job. I I wanted to give her the props. That was really good. Yeah, she was working for uh, a Essos Emmy. Yeah, definitely a Tony. She was definitely going for the Tony. And then I noticed that Lady Crane must be from Gary, Indiana or Watts or something like that, because she confesses to Arya that she stabs a brother and cuts a bitch's face like she collects wick or something like that. I mean, you know, Arya's there bleeding. She's like, hey, I used to love thugs, you know, but they be messing, having side chicks and I have to cut them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it is. She she makes, you know, she can't really cook. She gives Arya some milk of the poppy, which is apparently that codeine. Got Arya dripped up and draped out. She can't even wake up. Yeah, she was sipping on that syrup. He's out of there. Don't have a seizure. Uh, next scene. We show up and we see the Brotherhood without bitches. And they're practicing their club pulse pickup <laughs> lines in the forest. And I'm like, okay, is this what guys like you guys do? You guys touch each other like that? Yeah. In the forest? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. They, they take Another- them. They taking pointers from these uh, modern day uh, androgynous dudes. Yeah, interesting. Now the odd thing is they have zero situational awareness because the hound approaches and slaughters the whole congregation, and none of them really kind of notice. He just really walks up like Michael Myers, and nobody says ah or watch out or move or run. No, well they they noticed, but it was a little bit late by the time they noticed. And when they noticed, they still didn't. They were kind of speechless. They was one of them jumped up to run, and one of them jumped up to fight. But they just jumped up to get beat down. Is what happened. Now, me and Dino, we're from the part of America where it don't take but three or four seconds for you to realize something wrong with that motherfucker. It's time to get out of here. Yeah. It don't take that long for somebody to come in the barbershop. Oh, and everybody, like, we out. Something's about to go down. <laughs> yeah. 
somebody come up in the mall, you're like, hey, I, something up with him right there. I was watching TV and was like, man, something's going on with who's that? He's coming real fast. <laughs> Zero situational awareness. And can I ask everyone out there a question? Hmm. The Lord of Light only hires street team priestesses that are kind of fine, that are from the no pullout order. You know? Wow. Like all the, all of the Lord of the Light women, I might convert. They can all get it. The night is dark. As long as they don't take off them necklaces. You, yeah, keep the necklace on. Cause the night is dark and full of Latone. Like that's what I'm going to tell her. <laughs> when one of these priests has come up to me, it's time. I said, who was that? We didn't even get a name on her. Can we see her again? Yeah, she was. Can, can we meet her? Can she, can she hang out or something? Yeah, she was on some supermodel stuff. Varys and Tyrion, they're saying goodbye. Varys is leaving Marine, and I don't trust it. I'm going to go public enemy. <laughs> Varys is leaving. Mm, where is he going back to Westeros? <laughs> Something shady there. Something shady. And Tyrion is the most interesting dwarf in the world. <laughs> well, Varys, I don't know. I, I think he's kind of been on the Khaleesi tip since damn near since season one. Pretty much he's been on on the Khaleesi tip because if you guys remember, uh, Sir Jorah um, was spying on Khaleesi and Varys was the one he was reporting to. Yep. So he's he's been on the Khaleesi bandwagon from from Jump Street from the giddy up. So I don't see why now he would be doing something crazy that's not in her best interest or in their you know that camp's best interest i think whatever he's doing he is doing to further their cause that's i do believe that just because you know even though he's kind of like various i don't i don't think anyone really knows his end game i think i think he's really good at concealing his his true intentions yeah i i, I agree he's like little finger jr but i think little fingers a little little fingers a little more obvious he's power he wants power but Varys, what do you want? Right. But they both on that sneak undercover tip. But yeah, like I said, I call him Varys is like little finger light. But yeah, I, I don't know. I believe him. I believe him. I don't think he's off the, but I do have to admit that it is some strange timing. But I think it was a coincidence that as soon as Varys leaves town, then uh, they get, they get uh, rolled up on. Yeah, I think he's got something to do with that. But I digress. We'll go to King's Landing. <laughs> Thirsty is full of that wine, and she tells the faith militant, I'm not going anywhere. My <laughs> hair just started to grow back. I ain't going nowhere. Just starting to look good again. She was like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Hell no. Nah. I ain't falling for that. Notice? Did you notice that her cousin, Cousin Lancel, thought he was going to get that I hit it first discount? He <laughs> thought like, come on, you're going to come with me. You know, I used to hit that. Like, you know, come on, man. Come on. Come on, road dude. Like, don't don't be a problem. Remember how I used to do you, girl. Remember all 45 seconds, girl. Come on, now. Like, come on, come on. Like, remember that sex tape we made? Exactly, man. Don't make me show that to the sparrow, yo. Don't make me show that. <laughs> but nah, Cersei isn't with it. She says, violence. <laughs> and the militant are looking like, I didn't sign up for this shit. I, they were looking at him like, man, what the hell? This ain't, this ain't what I want. No. They look scared. Yep. And one of them had to rush him. And the mountain installed the retractable roof on his forehead. Just pulled his damn head off. Literally. Fatality. <laughs> Get over here. 
That's a Mortal Kombat style. Yep. Get over here. Which was, you know, interesting. It was funny. It was cool, but it wasn't the smartest move, Cersei, because I think you never show your hand before you, before you're going for the big win. Right. And I think a lot of people missed the fact that right after that is when Tommen got with the, uh, High Sparrow and came up with that decree about doing away with, uh, trial by combat. I don't think it was an accident or a coincidence that it happened right after the uh the uh, the Franken Mountain ripped off the dude's head. I think it it happened because yeah yeah you know, action you know what what does Newton say the what's the third law of theory every action has an opposite and equal reaction exactly and then we end up in in the Riverlands Pod who we haven't seen this season Pod shows up mm-hmm. we, we have seen him a little bit but he hasn't talked a whole lot yeah he's been in the, he's been he's been scenery he's been in the background. Pod and Bree Bree show up in the Riverlands, and obviously they must have that little finger moped because they're moving pretty fast. Yep. Riverlands real quick. And Bron, of course, is the greatest. He's he's the personification of most of my homeboys. <laughs> you know, he's like, you think Jamie's hitting that? I'd hit it. Right. Would you hit it? <laughs> he's kind of got a little Dothraki in him. Like, he needs to hang out with the Dothrakis. Yeah. White women are witches. Like he's got a little. <laughs> I, I like those guys, man. The the rogues, the kind of little criminal guys. Yeah. And then Podrick tries to show him his new fighting lessons, but uh, <laughs> he gets he gets his Jeet Kune Do lessons. <laughs> you bitch slap. Exactly. Never take your eye off your opponent. Bruce Lee used to say, and that's what Braun taught him right away. Number one, bang bang. Brienne is looking at Jamie like she's in love with him. And I'm thinking, come on, Bree Bree. All Jamie wants is that sweet twin cest. <laughs> yep, that is it. People trip me out. A lot of people are really shipping the Brienne Jamie thing. And it's like, okay, I get that Brienne is into Jamie, but it's not, it is nothing mutual. It is not anything mutual on it this time, the last time. Ever. I mean, Jamie is totally infatuated and in love with his sister. And that's it. Well, what happened was Brienne has taken an act of kindness. Like a lot of women will take the act of kindness. You help change their flat tire and they think you like them. Jamie basically saved her from being raped, lost his hand on account of it. And she's turned that into something more in her mind, something, some bigger romantic thing in her mind he was just kind of doing the right thing which he can do from time to time yeah but it it wasn't like hey i did this because i want to be with you but you know that's that's the romantic mind of a woman oh my god he sacrificed something no sometimes you just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do doesn't mean i like your big ass yeah he she need to get on that torment train yo torment to give it to her he will he will yeah yeah, I think Carmen will fight Jamie for. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he would, and he'd beat him too. <laughs> yeah, he'd beat him. Come on, Jamie with one hand is. Yeah, I think he's good with his left hand though. I think he's he's getting better. He's getting better, but he he can't beat Tormin. Tormin's just wild, soul and strong as fuck. Doesn't like. I mean, it'll be an interesting fight. It'll be an interesting fight. I know he couldn't beat him if he had his hand. It wouldn't happen. Oh well, yeah, that w- it wouldn't be a con. It wouldn't be you know, it'd be no yeah, no contest. But without his hand, that's a different story. 
And Brienne tries to give back the sword, but Jamie tells her it's yours and it'll always be yours. Kind of like I told this girl that's in the WNBA now. <laughs> Looks like Craig Hodges, but you know, she, she, she broke me off real good back in the day. That's so what she tell her. That's what she told you about that baby. He's yours. <laughs> he will always be yours. Uh, yeah. So as <laughs> long as they don't garnish my checks, we, we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Basically, my girl Brienne had to update her Facebook to complicated in her relationship with Jamie. <laughs> it's complicated. It's complicated on her Facebook. <laughs> Back to King's Landing, and Cersei starts walking through the throne room like she's Hester Prynne. I thought, is this the Scarlet Letter? Like everybody's moving away from her and scared of her. Like, like she didn't do anything. <laughs> That's because Tommen's about to drop that new Seven Bars remix his new verse and he didn't want it to leak early so he wasn't telling nobody but he getting ready to drop it right now in the throne room man he needs some new bars too because every time he opened his mouth he talking about the two pillars like i'm like dude you ain't got no more bars than that two pillars <laughs> the two, two pillar pillars. the two pillar remix yeah the two pillars remix remix and every time I see Tom, and I, I realize he is why you don't want your sons to be 100% obedient. So if you have a son, you need him to break the rules occasionally, you know, to kind of try to do his own thing every once in a while, even though you get him back on track. Otherwise, they're going to be controlled. Any any little boy that just listens to everything everyone tells him and, and is perfectly obedient, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, they, you go got, your own way a little bit. You got to raise independent thinkers. Yes, yes. And Tommen's not. Oh, oh, is that the truth? Okay. Oh, is that the truth? Okay. Oh, is that the truth? Okay. Right, it's right. Like he's too good of a kid. It's not a good thing. Yeah, he's he's weak. He's weak. And then your boy Tommen goes out there and outlaws defense attorneys in the Seven Kingdoms. So now the faith will be the judge, the juror, and the executioner. You can't get a a public offender. You can't get a. You can't pay for an attorney. You can't do nothing. You can't. You can't get any kind of defense. Nope. The nope. faith is going to judge you. No OJ dream team for uh, Cersei. Johnny Cocker, my ass. No. All you get is Judge Edo. Yep. Nobody. Mm-mm. And then she asked Kyburn or Gargamel, are the rumors true? Yes, Cersei. You can burn down all of King's Landing. There's wildfire everywhere. Is that what you think the, the the rumor is? Yep. She's always talking about burning shit to the ground, and Bran saw a vision of wildfire exploding. That had that hasn't happened. Well, yeah, I I, I don't uh, I I agree. I think that that's her plan. I think that she's going to do. I'm just not so sure if that's what the the, the rumor is. I think that's what the rumor is. What about the the thing that um that secret that Tommen told her like way back early on the season? That we haven't heard anything from. We didn't hear what it was or anything else about it. That may be some more lazy writing. I doubt we ever find out. Hmm. I bet you we don't find out. Because I'm wondering, like, maybe is maybe that's the rumor she's talking about. I I doubt. I didn't even think about that. I'm pretty sure it's the wildfire because Kyburn and those people. That that's kind of what he's into. That type of stuff. Like, and he talked about the little birds and. Yeah. I think I think she's going to try to burn down the sept or burn down the sparrow with wildfire, and I think it's going to burn down everything, yeah. like all her plans backfire. <laughs> it's going to backfire. It'll probably get him, 
but it's going to do more damage than she expected. It's going to backfire, literally. <laughs> Be back, back graph up in King's Landing. Backdraft. <laughs> Russell running in there. <laughs> we go to Marine again, and Tyrion is the king of peer pressure. He's like, come on, Missandre, drink. drink. Come on, Missandre, drink. Drink. I've had a few Missandres in my life, and I was like, hey, drink. Have another drink. Long Island iced tea, drink two or three of them. Come on, drink. Hey, Tyrion is nothing if not consistent, because this gave me a flashback right back to when he first met Braun and Shay. Drink, yeah. He did the same thing with them. When you don't have any game, you got to put a little roofie in a drink. Drink. Let, hey, let, Cosby on. Yeah. Let's, let's have some drinks and play some games. Tell jokes. That's Tyrion's, that's Tyrion's MO. And did you notice the young Obama smile? He's never smiled. He did smile. I know he never has. Because a tipsy misandre will make even a castrated man smile. But young Obama better watch out because Tyrion will fuck his lady. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he will. He will. He will. She was giggling. She had a little tipsy going, hey, one more drink. Mm-hmm. More drink. One more drink, and I can put her on the air mattress. It's going down. Tyrion, like, I'm going to give her some of this Imp's Delight. Yeah, the Pimp's Delight. <laughs> imp's <laughs> Delight. Impin' ain't easy. Impin' ain't, yeah, impin' ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> Now we head back to River Run and Lord Edmure, he's kneeled over in the corner like the Blair Witch was coming. I was like, is this, what happened? He was, man, I'm jacked up. <laughs> right. I'm on a pole. I'm thinking like they're going to give him a shower at least, you know, let him be comfortable. Put a guard in there, but no, he's, 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 he's messed up. Yeah. We find out he has a kid. I'm thinking, damn, Edmure is like the Clay Thompson of conception. <laughs> he scores first shot he's like blah, score baby he scored one night hit it one night and had a baby he, that he's never seen never seen I ain't mad at you they could at least let the baby go down to the dungeon and see him you know what I'm saying baby gonna be like who the hell is that who's that dirty man right <laughs> mama why daddy locked up in the basement that's my daddy he's a dog <laughs> What's wrong with him? <laughs> and then yeah, Edmure got got me a little uncomfortable. He's talking about you're really handsome, square jawed, and that golden armor. <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, is Captain Black Jack Randall reappearing? Like, this is the wrong show. That's Outlander. I don't know if you ever saw that his character on Outlander, but it's he's he's a different type of dude. That's funny. We just we just watched the first episode of uh, Outlander like a couple of days ago. Really? Well, when you get to the mm-hmm. ninth episode, you're gonna listen to that line and you're gonna bust up. Is the show any good though? Because it was super slow. Your wife will like it more than you. Yeah, that's what I thought. It seemed like that right off the bat. So I probably. But if won't you get into about four or five episodes, you'll watch it. But episode nine and ten, you're gonna be like, "What the hell?" Okay, cool. Because of Edmure. Mm. Edmure over there. Okay. I noticed something. If Jamie Lannister says the things we do for love, he's about to fuck up some kids. Jamie will do that. He'll. He he will... First time he threw Bran out the window. Right. And he just told Edmure that he's about to catapult his goddamn son over the wall. Yep. He's going to go half on a baby on a catapult. Like, what the hell? 
him and Cersei getting real bold what they love nowadays. Hey, I think after Marcella told him, like, you know, I, I understand. It's okay. After that, I think he he stopped feeling guilty about it. Like, he's like, yeah, I like that. First piece I ever saw is the only piece I want. They, they, but they, they keep doing that shit. They could, it, as a matter of fact, it already, I, I'm still not, uh, I'm still not convinced that the high sparrow, uh, his end game is not to, uh, get, get Tommen, uh, wrapped up too. To, to lock. Yeah, I think he wants to get Tommen. I think he knows about the incest. I think he knows that Tommen is the Ill- illegitimate king. And I think he wants to put an end to it. I think he wants to get Marjorie pregnant, kill off Tommen, kill off Marjorie, and take the baby and groom him. Hmm. I kind of think that's his thing. But the hell with him. I think he's about to get burnt up anyway. My boy Blackfish Akbar says it's a trap like it's in Star Wars. Bye-bye, Blackfish. You know, and he was, he was basically trying to tell the Tullys, you know, why would they keep you hostage for 400 years and give you a Bible? Why would they keep him in the dungeon for three years and let him go? Cause, yeah. Uh, this ain't right. Yeah. And he was right, but, you know, these guys are brainwashed. And I think, well, that's our Lord. That's our Lord. We have to listen to our Lord. That's our Lord. They kind of do. Yeah, I mean, they do. But where's the common sense? Like, Blackfish is kind of right. Why would they threaten to kill him a couple of days ago? And now they let him go. And he's telling he wants to come in. Something don't seem right. Somebody start playing Key Sweat. Something, something, <laughs> something. Somebody, where's the Key Sweat playing? <laughs> And of course, Judas Tully says, find the blackfish and raise the castle and see, give up your arms and we're giving up the castle. Well, yeah, you know, for the blackfish, it makes sense. But, you know, for his followers, like if, if he wants to come in and burn the shit down, there ain't nothing they can do about it. That's, that's their Lord. And that's his, that's yeah, his shit. They're, they're not Tully's basically. So like, yeah, they, they don't have, they, that's their only thing to do is to obey him. So if he wants to come in and set the shit on fire, they just got a hand on the match. And my boy Blackfish, here's my theory. Now, Blackfish said, I ain't going down without a fight. Fuck that. These are my corners like it's the wire. I'm not going down. I'm not giving up my corners. And allegedly, he dies. Now, I don't <laughs> believe anybody's dead if I don't see him die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We know. But I... Wait. Whether he's, whether he's dead or not, I don't understand why he wouldn't. Once he saw his nephew in there and knew his nephew was going to give give up the castle, why he wouldn't just jet out with Bree Bree and Pod and go ahead and help his niece as best he could. Well, he's old. He kind of said, like, you know, I'm old and I ran last time. You know, it's probably weighing on his mind. Like, man, I ran before. I don't want to keep running. You know, I don't want to be the far side. Can't keep running. He don't want to do yeah. that. I get it, but I don't think he's dead. <laughs> I think they should have treated Ed Muir like a home run at Wrigley Park. Throw his ass back over the wall. <laughs> a little pissed off about that, man. And then, how the hell are Brienne and Podrick going to start playing It's a Small World After All? They're going down the river so slow. How did no one but Jamie see them? <laughs> What I mean, they're not really part of it anyway. Yeah, but there's nobody else up on top of the like, hey, there's some people getting away. 
Where are all the soldiers? Are they eating or something? What are they doing? They really have no dog in that fight anyway. I mean, they're not, they're not tellies. They weren't there to fight. They weren't, I mean, they were there for a totally different thing. It's their so. army. They, they didn't leave anybody back in camp to, you know, see people escaping or nothing. No. I guess. They had the phrase, uh, that was supposed to be on perimeter duty. So. And now the slavers have come back and they're attacking the pyramid that Apocalypse built. It looks like we're watching X-Men. Looks like Independence Day. Yeah, that too. And Tyrion messed up, man. I mean, he trusted the slavers, and now they're back here like Battleship going, D7, hit. And I disagree. I disagree that Tyrion messed up, though. He bought time, <laughs> but he, he created a bigger problem. No, it's clear that any, anything, any answer other than you can go ahead and keep get your slaves right now, this was going to be the result. So Tyrion, all he he bought time for Khaleesi to get back. So, I mean, he bought time. Yeah. So he, he didn't really. Grey Worm was running around talking about he fucked up, but he really didn't. He really he didn't. Time, but what he also did was basically to the slavers before dealing with Daenerys. She's like, "Fuck no, fuck no, fuck no, hell no, get the hell out of here, I'll kill you." So she puts up a, a strength all the time. He negotiated, and you can't negotiate with terrorists. But They'll always look at that as weakness. No, no, they, they, they would have done the same thing regardless. Because she'd have been like, "No." Do you think they were going to attack Khaleesi if she was just sitting in there? Uh, they probably would have attacked sooner. Mm, I don't know. She got two dragons that ain't doing shit that are hungry too. I'm. Mm. I thought Tyrion was going to let them go. Let the dragons go. The other two dra- dragons need to get out of the basement. Yeah, yeah. Well, they he unchained them, but I guess there's. I don't know what. I don't know if they're flying around or are they in there. Or I don't know what's going on with them. Well, dragons are kind of like fish; like they won't outgrow their surroundings. So Dragon is going to be so much bigger than them because he's free and they're stuck underground. Yeah. And then Khaleesi storms in the castle, the pyramid, like my mother did when me and my brother broke her favorite lamp. She was like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> After she rode her dragon Uber X in, he just flew away. Dragon just he doesn't ever stay. He just drops her off and goes away. Yeah, basically he's like an evacuation helicopter. <laughs> he just swoops in and takes Khaleesi away from danger, drops her off and then flies away again. You said Dragon is FEMA. <laughs> Dragon is FEMA. Yes, the evac team. That is funny. And this week's who the hell is that? In the in the in where are we at in the Riverlands, we see Thoros of Mir and Beric Dondarrion. Okay, now those I don't know who those dudes are. The Hound runs up on them. They are the principal leaders of the Brotherhood without banners. Ah. Okay. Beric Dondarrion, the one with the eye patch, is the man that Ned Stark sent to bring the mountain to King's Landing when Ned Stark was on the Iron Throne when Robert left. And he's the one that isn't he the one that's been killed and came back to life a bunch of times? Yes. Yeah. Beric yep, Beric Dondarrion. Now yeah. Beric from he's from the Stormlands. The Dondarians are a, a big house in the Stormlands. Ned sent him to bring the mountain to justice, but the mountain killed him. And Thoros of Mir, who's the only male 
priest we've seen of right. the Red God brought him back to life. Right. And that's who those two are. Now, we haven't seen them since season three. They've been at the unemployment office collecting checks, but now, you know, HBO wrote them a check this season and they showed up. Yeah, I, I know them. But I just don't know their names. So that is the who the hell was that for this week? Now, the funny thing, another theory that was blown up this week, because last week on the Internet, people were saying Lady Stoneheart was going to show up. Why? Because mm-hmm. uh, Lemon Cloak was there and Lem Lemon Cloak in the books is the man who served Lady Stoneheart. So when we saw Lem Lemon Cloak in episode seven, everybody was like, oh, Lady Stoneheart's going to show up. But they pulled a switcheroo and we see Lem Lemon Cloak about to be hung and no Lady Stoneheart, no nothing, but we see Barrack and Thoros, which is a little bit of a loop. So for people that were on the internet, like, oh, she's going to show up. No. And real quick, because most people out there don't know who Lady Stoneheart is. Lady Stoneheart is who Kathleen Stark Stark became in the books. In the books, after she died, she came back as Lady Stoneheart. Well, yeah, that's what happened. After she was killed at the Red Wedding, they threw her in the river, and she floated down river for three days, and then Beric Dondarrion, who we saw, and Thoros of Myr found her, and Beric decided to die and give his rebirth life to her. And so she becomes the new leader of the Brotherhood Banners in the books. Right. And she can't really talk because they cut her throat too deep. But, you know, she's 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 pretty evil. Yeah. She's, well, she's not evil. She just hates the phrase. She just goes around hanging. And Super she vengeful. Yeah. So the hanging, when they hung Brother Ray last week, everybody that read the books was kind of like Lady Stoneheart. Because hanging is her thing. Like She likes to hang people. Right. Yep, yep. So, and Lem Lemon Cloak was one of her big generals. But, nope, nope, nope. They pulled the rug from under everyone's feet with that one. Yeah. And the Hound decides he wants to kill them. And they're like, no, we're only hanging people. Which was another kind of meta joke with the Lady Stoneheart thing. But the Hound is killing people and taking their shoes before they even die. He's like, man, they got some nice Uggs. Yeah. Take these shoes. Yeah, Metal Arc Lemon was still kicking. Yeah, Metal Lark Lemon. (laughs) (laughs) And Colonel Sandor is back. He wants his yard bird. He's like, man, I don't like these ribs. I prefer chicken. (laughs) The Hound likes chicken. He ate all the chickens. It It is established that he loves chicken. Like, I think if you see that man in public, he'll probably be eating some Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Then we head back to Bravos. And a girl is still asleep. Damn, that, that codeine, that, that morphine was good, Aria. She's still asleep. <laughs> yeah, she's still, she. She's been sleep, asleep. Sleep off that scissor. Yeah. And Lady Crane goes in the other room. And all of a sudden we hear a bunch of noise and she gets bent up like a pretzel pretzel, man. You know, damn, that lemonade is good over there though. On irons. But yeah, she got bent up like Aunt Annie's. I was, whoa, she, her whole back and neck was all messed up. Mm-hmm. But I guess the many faced God, when, when your name is called, he's going to get you. 
it's kind of like that movie. What's that movie where where death misses you and it comes back around and kills those kids? You know yeah, those movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Predestination. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Final Destination. Final Destination. Yeah, that's it. Space God is like Final Destination. <laughs> and then the wife, the wife keeps talking shit. She should just, you know, do the job. She could have probably snuck up on Ari and stabbed her, but she she's like a Batman villain. She's got to talk. Well, you should have been like this, and you should have died, and blah, blah, blah. Now this isn't going to hurt. Just, if you want to kill somebody, just do it. Don't talk about it. Yeah, she was very unprofessional. She was always talking shit and stuff, because she let her personal hate for Arya get in her way. And they never explained why she disliked Arya. Well, they said that, you know, her being... Well, she did say something about her being a, a lady and coming from wealth and all that kind of stuff. Okay, I get it. So, so I guess like, that she was just hating, you know, for for that reason. Kind of like how people don't like Steph Curry because his father's rich. It's like, yeah, you didn't come up with a single mother and be on welfare like me. I had to make the NBA and help save my family. Your whole family, y'all was going, y'all had a swimming pool when y'all was little. Right. Like that. But the waif is acting like, Arya is Q and Juice. I mean, she's getting her full bishop on. She's chasing her throughout the city like crazy. It was like the Arya ultimatum. Yeah, yeah, the born, the born, yeah, chasing. <laughs> I'm mad at Arya. How you gonna mess up the farmers' market like that? Now I gotta wait for next Thursday to get my oranges. How you gonna knock all the damn oranges down the hill? <laughs> And then she leads her to her little her little house where she should have been in the first place. I don't think they could have found her. You know, her I little- keep telling you, dude, that is a that is a room in the house of black and white. I told you when she first hit it there, you said they weren't, but that's where she was. She's I in the house so. of black and white. House of black and white, if you remember, is across from water. It's not on the mainland. I'm telling you, man, she's supposed that's supposed to be a room in the house of black and white. I don't think so. Think about it. There's no, you got to cross, you got to get in a boat to get to the house of black and white. Mm, okay. I guess you're right. So she should have just been in there in the first place. And huh? How is cutting a candle in half automatically put the flame out? I guess. And why does the waif close the door? <laughs> you just kill a bitch. Just kill her. <laughs> Y'all not dating. <laughs> Close the door like this, going down. But my thing is, why did the candle being out give Arya the advantage when the waif was blind as well? Was the waif blind? Yeah, remember when it first started, when Arya first showed up? The waif was blind. A lot of people missed that because, you know, there's no cane, there's no glasses, and there was no conversation about it. But if you go back and look at those episodes when Arya first showed up, the waif was blind for maybe the first three times we saw her. And then after that, she had her sight back. And that's well, how... She wasn't getting her ass beat while she was blind. Though. Maybe <laughs> she was walking around sweeping blind, but she wasn't getting her ass kicked. Going. <laughs> well, we have to assume that they all went through the same training, which is which is why I knew that Ariel was going to, you know, end up being blind. I didn't catch that. I just... I don't remember that, but that's that's a good point. But maybe it's because the waif hates Arya so much that she kicked her ass blind. Maybe she was just supposed to fuck with her a little bit. <laughs> whooping her ass blind is getting her too good. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I like how Arya started up her 45 of Footsteps in the Dark by the Isley Brothers and kicked that ass. And isn't it just me? Does Needle seem to be getting bigger? Well, 
my needle gets bigger every year. <laughs> 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 needles needles get a little bigger <laughs> yeah needle does look bigger because it looked like a real small fencing sword before right kind of like a half sword you know but now it looks like a regular full grown like a full grown man sword yeah, maybe needle is like a dire wolf it grows <laughs> <laughs> and i'm looking like we're back at the house of black and i'm seeing all this blood and i'm like what happened what happened you know the lights cut off we didn't see what happened, but all of a sudden we see Peppermint Patty's face <laughs> and all of faces. And it looks like Arya cut her eyes out. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I think she did. She cut her eyes out. Another little meta type of point there. She kind of looked like Lady Stoneheart because Lady Stoneheart, when they brought her back to life, she scraped at her eyes so bad that she has like blood running out of her eyes. And the waif's face looked like that. And I thought, okay, you guys are really fucking with people this week. Hmm. If you Google Lady Stoneheart, that that face of the waif looks like Lady Stoneheart's face. Okay. It's very interesting. And I'm thinking Jack and Hadar must be the many-faced god. He is the many-faced god. He wasn't scared of the sword when she had it to him. And he seemed really proud. Yeah, he did seem proud. You know, I'm all about getting some deaths in here, so I'm not mad at none of this. Well, you know, they say they say the many faced God don't really care. As long as he gets his his yeah. death, he don't really care. Yeah, because he didn't seem to have a problem with like, okay, you're gonna leave. I know you're gonna kill more people, so great. Right. You're Arya Stark of Winterfell. Good. Go kill some people. I ain't gonna some- lie though. I kind of want Arya to go ahead, Arya to go ahead and kill him and burn that whole fucking place down. He already killed himself before, remember? Yeah, I know, but still. I think it matters. I think he can kill himself a million times. He just come back. Yeah, maybe I was gonna say, maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're all dead. Maybe Arya's even dead. Mm. She has yeah. she has drank from that that pool. Now you're going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> the Dino Red theory. That could be why she didn't get she didn't die when she got stabbed in the in the in the belly. Maybe she's already dead. Good point, because remember, she stabbed that little fat kid in the belly in Winterfell when she was trying to escape, and he died. Yeah. Everybody else died. You know, like you said, King Robert, he got stabbed by a fucking pig. And he died. <laughs> Upset. How, do, how does Arya go through the entire internship and then turn down the job? That's a lot of high-born entitlement for you right there. I'm not for sure uh, Arya ever intended on fully taking the job. I think Arya just wanted to learn some skills that she can use to further her own cause. There's somebody that needed that job and could have took advantage of that internship. (laughs) Arya's like, fuck that mini-faced guy. He can kiss my many asses. And now Arya is headed back to Pride Rock to avenge Mustafa. Next week, we get the snowball. The Battle of the Boltons, which will be episode nine, which is always the best episode of every season. But before mm-hmm. we do that, Dino Red, what is your kill of the week? My kill of the week, I have to go. I know it's the obvious one, but I'm still going with it nonetheless. When Franken Mountain rips that little sparrow's head clean off, that was so great. That is my kill of the week. That was a really good kill. I'm going to say my kill of the week was when the Hound went 
Hank Aaron on that dude's head and it just flew off. <laughs> yeah, that was a great one too. <laughs> I was like, man, they starting off. They starting off with with it this week. Yeah. The <laughs> What about your quote of the week? Oh man, um, you go first because I, I got to re- see if I can remember mine. I'm gonna stick with the hound. Uh, I beat you because I'm better than you. I'll beat you now because I'm better than you. I've always been better than you. When he said that to Beric Dundarian, I thought the hound that was a great quote. Like, hey, it's not nothing else. I'm just better than you. I'm, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I actually had one. I had a couple picked out. One of them was from the Hound. It wasn't that one. It was a different one. Um, oh, um, what was the one he said about? Uh, oh, uh, tougher, tougher girls have tried to kill me than you, oh, or yeah, something like. Put that, put that arrow down. Yeah, <laughs> put that arrow down, little girl. <laughs> tougher girls than you have tried to kill me. Shout out to Arya oh, and dude up too. And Bree Bree. He was about yeah, I was wondering if he talking about Arya or Bree. I think he was talking about both of them. Oh, okay. Because he said girls. And oh, I, okay, girls, so plural. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> Very good. Very all good. Right. Next week will be the episode. The episode we've all been waiting for. Yeah, the Battle of the Bastards. And episode nine, do you know? Have you seen a pattern? Episode nine is always tragic. Always like we always want one thing to happen, but the complete opposite tends to happen. Yeah, that's why I'm afraid. I'm afraid that Ramsey Snow, uh, Ramsey Bolton is going to win. Is going to beat the Starks. Yeah, I'm worried that Sansa might die. I- I'm OK with that. Uh, if that if that happens, I'm totally OK with that. Like like. Yeah. That I would rather her not die, but I would rather her die than anybody else uh, that I like. Like I would rather her die than Tyrion. I would rather her die than John. I would rather her die than pretty much anybody, you know, except for you know the uh, Tommen and Cersei. I would rather her die than Marjorie too. Yeah, if Marjorie died, that would be crazy. But she hasn't been on the show enough for me to really connect. Who, Marjorie? Yeah, she's she's here and there. But I like if Sansa died, I've been with Sansa a long time. Like I would feel bad. Like that's fucked up, man. You know, she finally started making a little headway. I would feel like, huh? I'm surprised she made it this long. Hey, like Jamie said, girl, she's still alive. <laughs> exactly. That's what. That's how I, like her, in my experience, don't live very long. That's another good quote. That wasn't <laughs> his face. He was like, "She's still alive." <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'm thinking this is going to be the you know the battle of the bastards next week, and I'm thinking the on the last episode might be the the uh, the trial. Yeah, and burning down everything, and finally Bran finishing his vision with his father. Yeah, and we see what's what's going on in the tower. Yes, yes. I think you would be upset if next week Woon Woon dies. If the giant dies, I think Dino would be very sad. He'd be very, very, very emotional. I would be sad, but I wouldn't be that sad because You don't it, love Woon Woon? Well, one one, he, he there's not much 
I mean, he's the last giant, so there his race is gonna die off anyway. He can't. He, what are you gonna do? Fuck a, a regular woman? He can't do that. Get him a half giant. He a can't. Giant. <laughs> a half giant. So his race is gonna die off anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised if one one dies, and that's he's the last giant. That's genocide. That would be sad, man. Sad. Yeah, it'd be snow. That'd be sad, but you know, I'd be all right with that. I would I would rather Sansa die and one one die than the Starks lose. I tell you that. I don't do not want the Starks to. I do not want Ramsay to win. I do not. That would be so great if Ramsay won. That would be such a shocker. <laughs> Ramsay ends up sitting it, on the iron. But it actually wouldn't be a shocker though, because that's the show is always the bad guys all have always won. So because it, life, the bad guys always win. <laughs> so it wouldn't be a shocker actually, not to me. Not at all. Quiet in the realm until next week during episode nine. This has been Lord Latone, the Black Baratheon and King Dino Red, King in the West. And this has been the Pot of Thrones. See you next time. Peace. Enough of all this. Finish him. Listen to the Red Rock Podcast Network.